Hey guys, and welcome to episode 8 of Give It The Beans. Today it is my privilege, my pleasure to introduce the first female guest on today's podcast. Now, not only has she got delts bigger than me, but she also <laughs> has guns bigger than your boyfriends. So those of you will know that that is the one, the only, the new IFBB pro, Erin Thompson. Erin, how are you doing? I am good. How are you? That was some intro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm I'm all I'm all good. But today's podcast is all about yourself. And I think first off from me, from the listeners, we would like to congratulate you on being Scotland's only is it second IFBB oh, yes. Pro? Second and we're both female. Yeah, I was wait, I was wait to say, right? Power, female power. And for those of you that haven't been following Erin or perhaps have been living under a rock for many <laughs> moons, I would like you to give the listeners perhaps a, a brief summary of well how you got here for you know throughout your bodybuilding career, but also sort of your journey as a coach and, and who you work with. So let's talk let's take it back to that fir- that first dumbbell you looked at up to that moment on stage at Italy in as brief summary as you can. So I started the gym on my 16th birthday, believe it or not. I was competitive in dancing and swimming before I entered the gym, but I had a bad accident that left me um, not being able to compete um, in swimming. I had a skiing accident and broke my collarbone and dislocated my knee, so I couldn't compete anymore, so I took up the gym. And then... The more I got into it, the more I found a passion for it and I wanted to compete in shows because I've always had that competitive streak about me. So I entered my show last first show last April in 2018 and competed with PCA and did bikini trained and then this year transitioned to figure. Um, and I have started I started coaching with um, Callum Rustic who was recently on a podcast with you um, well I hope yeah. to get him on he's very busy he's a very busy man um, I, I thought he was coming on but, oh yeah. sorry oh, we, we, like, we had it set up twice he said to me hey dude this, and this is why, one of the, the cool things he went hey dude I was peeking Erin all morning I've not made any notes can we reschedule um, right. <laughs> he did speak about it. You know what I mean? So he he helped peak you. He helped you win your IFB Pro card. So, hey, no worries that we can't get him on. However, we have had on Luke and James. Yes. So the, the awesome thing is I've known Cal for a wee while. We're good friends. And he has taken over my coaching as of this next month. Um, oh, really? He's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's awesome what he does. And... Watching you guys work together um, from an outside perspective, I think I can speak for everyone and say it's very inspiring. Very inspiring. Definitely. And I think that you're a good role model for any... I'm not, I'm just, I'm not going to say any female. I'm going to say anyone out there who perhaps has, as you said, been involved in a, a sport that... I, I bet you swimming was your everything. And when yes, when that happened, did it feel like the world ends? Who did you swim for, by the way? Because I used to swim when I was younger too. Yeah. Uh, it was just my local swimming club, um, Brock Seals. Okay, cool. That's what so, it was called at the time. Shout out to Brock Seals, anyone listening. Yeah. We got you, right? Um, so I competed all over Scotland. I swam for City of Dundee 
I don't uh-huh. know if you heard of them. That was back in the day. I used to be a swimmer, um, but certainly, certainly not a swimmer anymore. Now, yeah. we're just going to jump straight into today's topic, which is going to be about women's bodybuilding. And for that specifics, we're going to talk about competing. Now, there might be a lot of women out there that are following you that they might be complete beginners, right? And they just see you, you know, they see you, you're on that Stairmaster, you're on that spin bike, and they maybe don't have a realization of perhaps what it takes to diet down to the levels of, of body fat required to get to to where you got to. And so I guess in a nutshell, can you give those ladies listening an idea of, you know, what it takes to get there, but also what effect that may have on their body? Definitely. If I had one piece of advice to any female that was wanting to start competing is just make sure that your foundations are in the right place before you even get started. So what I mean by that is make sure your relationship with food is on point, make sure you've got a stable, supportive family or partner and make sure you've got enough experience in the gym and also have done a dieting phase before because I've seen some girls jump in a bikini prep. They've never even done a cup before and they, they, they think it's going to be easy. Yeah. Prep ain't easy. <laughs> I tell you that. It takes up a huge part of your life. Well, it becomes your life really. Um, so I think making sure that you are dedicating the time and the effort and you truly want it before thinking about stepping on stage. Just making sure everything is in the right place before you begin um, because it does have a lot of effects on everything in your life. And some things get like talking away like your social life basically becomes non-existent at the end of your prep your period can also disappear or minds disappear because of low body fat levels and also your sex drive is non-existent because your hormones are all over the place when you're in a prep so your health does take your health does take a big tool but um i remember my first prep when i lost my period i had a coach at the time who told me nothing gave me no help or i didn't have a clue what was happening um and was researching on my own through youtube and bodybuilding.com <laughs> um forums and wondering what was happening because i thought there was something wrong with me but um it's just scary what we do put ourselves through and why it's so important to get a good coach that's going to help and support you along the way. Yeah, I think that's a really good point and I'm glad that you said it about like the menstrual cycle, sex life, etc. Because those can be a big strain on a relationship perhaps. Definitely. On a, on a marriage. And I think that if you have an unsupportive partner who... They, they don't want to know about it, they're not interested, all of a sudden, you know, six weeks out, you know, the business stops happening, we'll just call it the business, and they start wondering, where's she getting it from? Why 
you know what's going on and i guess in that instance not only you've got all this stress from you know your cardio your low calories you're worrying some some people for sure they're going to worry about definitely you're analyzing everything to the to the point wondering why you're not sleeping properly at night but um my first prep with my boyfriend was it was like a yo-yo because my mood my i had really bad mood swings he didn't know what was happening i didn't know why i was like this and why i was crying at random times (laughs) but it's all just a learning experience one, All just a learning experience. Yeah, 100%. But with the right guidance to any female that does want to compete, with the right coach, you, you wouldn't have any of that problems. And I think it's probably a coach's prerogative to first sort of sit down any female that is, and male for that example, but because it's about females today, sit them down and say, listen, this is some of the, the health implications that can happen, but unfortunately to get in the condition you want to get in to do well or place, we got to go there. And Definitely. Th- that's the thing that sucks is that people often will criticise bodybuilding and say that it's unhealthy. And we always say, we didn't say that it was healthy. You know, yeah. we, we just do it because of our love for it or whatnot. So I love the fact that you implemented something that I was going to say about the menstrual cycle for because many females out there will, will literally go, oh my God, but that's really unhealthy. But it's not to say that if we reverse diet out that it will come back but, yeah, after a set time. With the right coach, everything will be fine. Like this prep has been a breeze compared to my previous two. Like it's been so a game what, changer. So what would you say were the differences between those two? You know, I, I get the impression that there was a prep that perhaps... Maybe didn't go wrong, but you mentioned there. It went very wrong. You know, it went very, very so, wrong. So, so if you could tell us what happened then and then what's Cal done this time around or with yourself to make things a bit easier? So last year, I just came out of prep for the PCA British Finals, which I, I, I won the overall in. So awesome. two weeks after, I had the PCA World Championships. But my coach at the time dropped my calories even further down, increased my cal- my cardio up, this and my won. body was just having none of it. My body wasn't digesting food. So when I say I was literally going to the toilet 60 times a day and whole foods was coming out, <laughs> that's Jesus, disgusting. That's it. <laughs> but it was true. Everything was going through me. Um, my body wasn't digesting carbohydrates, so I actually collapsed in the gym um, wow. because of my blood glucose levels just completely dropping, um, and I was a mess. And at the time, I told my coach about this, and they turned around and said, I am not a doctor. Damn. And I had no help or guidance post-show and for a competitor post-show is crucial it's the it's the most important part whereas this whereas this season with Callum Callum is constantly checking on how I am we've done several blood tests just to make sure everything's on point and we check digestion we he 
even asks how my poop is, <laughs> which is crazy. Bristol but he, chart, goes, right? he goes into so much detail about every aspect. Like he genuinely cares. Whereas a lot of coaches, they're just in it for one thing and one thing only, and that's the money. Yeah, one hundred percent. And what I love is that you talked about everything health, like getting health back. Whereas I feel that females are often in this industry they're treated like mini dudes and you guys aren't right you there's different considerations from a health perspective and ultimately that post-show phase is probably more important than the last four weeks of a cockpit you know i mean trying to restore health so a great example that you've had a bad experience you've learned from it learned what not to do and now have a coach that is invested in your health probably more than you are right Definitely. And it's made me a better coach as well. Like for me, doing these preps and having these bad experiences has gave me so much knowledge and so much education on me with my clients. Like I am all about mindset. Mindset is probably one of my stronger topics. And to be successful in this sport, you need to have a really, really strong mindset and especially post-show. And for females, that you, females are like babies at this point. They're so, you're so fragile. You need to be checking up on them every single day and make sure they're okay post-show. Like it's more crucial than prep or even with my clients, post-show is so the area that needs to be so looked at the most for the beginner out there that's thinking right post show what why is this important you know what can happen what's going on in your mind talk them through you know let's talk about your first show what was the thoughts that went to your mind the health factors and versus your, your stronger mindset yeah. now so yeah you can so take, my take first back. show again i had i didn't have a clue what was happening so i seen on I watched YouTube videos of like people competing or through Instagram of everyone buying this treats, these cakes, having a post-show stash. Um, so I just thought that was the normal thing to do. Oh, we need to have a huge celebration post-show. So I better buy a big box to take with me <laughs> and eat after my show. And if I could give a beginner one piece of advice is do not buy one thing post-show. Just wait until after you're done and then buy treats if you want because your body is in such a fragile place and your body's like a sponge. And as soon as you eat a little bit of sugar, you're just going to want more and more and more and more and it's going to be extremely hard for you to stop. And this happened with me in my first show. Like, I remember going out to my car and I had all my treats in my boot and I just ate for nearly an hour straight. Damn. Just, I I think I ate three boxes of cookies. I had donuts, everything you could possibly think of, I ate. And I gained 14 pounds in eight days. So more than a stone in a week. Which, which is absolutely insane and extremely unhealthy. Like, um, 
it's so so serious and the body dysmorphia and the mental health issues I got after that was surreal like it was horrible I didn't want to go to the gym I didn't want to leave my house because I was scared of what people thought of me I hated looking in the mirror I just felt so uncomfortable like I I honestly could say I probably hated myself at that time okay but I used it as a learning experience and it was just one of those things that I would never ever do again um, and this post show's been the best one yet. I didn't buy any treats. I went out for a meal with my family, and then that was it. Wicked. Now, Moved on. I think we see that is very common, right, what you said about the buying the treats, but I think that another thing that's really common is they can't control those cravings, and I've seen, you said 14 pounds in eight days, I've seen... 20, 25 pounds yeah. in that time, right? Let's say there's someone out there that's done that and, and they feel exactly as you've just described. In that scenario, they're there right now, what would you say to them? I would say that it's okay and just to... It's, it's normal. Like, it's normal to feel like this and it's, it is hard, but I want you to just try and think that food is always going to be there. Like, in a couple of weeks' time, those cookies, those chocolates, they're still going to be in the shops. They're, you're still going to be eat them, be able to eat them in a month's time. Like, food isn't going anywhere. And you've just got to remember, before you started competing, did you eat those things? Did you eat them uncontrollably? Um, because right now, you, you probably don't actually want them. You're just eating it because because it's there. And you've got to remember that you're doing this to feel good about yourself. And that food isn't going to be beneficial to you one little bit. It's not going to help you gain muscle. It's not going to help you with your mental health as well. It's just going to leave you with maybe a three-second satisfaction and then you'll be back to square one again. But it's totally normal and this happens and just move on from it. Just get back into your routine and just try and get back into your habits again. Yeah, and I love the fact that you kind of come from being there and you can relate to someone that's there now. It's not often that someone in that scenario can actually speak to because they're often afraid to speak to anyone. So anyone listening, I say this because I know there'll be a couple out there that have specifically said to me, can you ask Erin what would you do? So I hope they get a lot from that. I honestly, if every, I think post-show needs to be spoken about so much, so much more because it's something that a lot of girls hide behind and Every single person struggles post-show. I struggle post-show. Everybody struggles. But it's just how you deal with the situations and realise that after you push through this limbo phase, the four weeks post-show is like the limbo phase when your body's still stabilising, your hormones are still a little bit out of whack, your body water is stabilising. So I think once you push through this four weeks then 
you can start introducing treats and going out for meals more but it's just if you can prep for 16 weeks just really try and push through this post-show phase and it'll be so much beneficial more beneficial awesome i'm sorry that i added in a few questions there i just felt it was a good tangent to go off on oh don't be silly i'm gonna move on now and come back to comp prep itself and i'm going to specifically talk about your transition from train bikini to figure now for you being so fucking jacked that's an easy one right but um there's some girls out there that are perhaps want to make the jump and they maybe don't perhaps know right they they maybe can't afford a coach and they're thinking what do i need to do with my training is there certain areas that I should be looking to bring up to make that that switch that transition, or what did the one and only Aaron Thompson do? So, with me, because I won the the British with P- bikini trained, I wanted more, and I always loved the figure Luke because it's all about symmetry. It's about shape. Um, it is about having a beautiful muscular beautiful muscular figure um and i just wanted more i i like to challenge myself and moving up to figure was definitely the step that i wanted to originally take um it's the physique look that i've liked from the very beginning the people i look up to um and who i aspire to be were all um, figure Olympians um, so it was just something that I wanted to do if you're transitioning yourself up to figure I would definitely just say lift heavy yes. like yes. you really need to focus on nailing your off season so when you can go into your off season forget about what you look like this is not a time to be focusing on your shape you need to be eating to be in a calorie surplus and disconnect from what yeah disconnect from like that prep where you're constantly looking in the mirror i love that you said get really strong because pound for pound you women are stronger than us guys and if any guy out there has ever trained with any higher level female, you'll be chasing them around the gym. Like, le- legit, I've got a bikini girl or a fitness model and she's trained with me and my training partner. She was doing three sets to hour two, sometimes four. We were lying on the floor. She was ready to go again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you've said get strong as a, as a whole. Now, for figure alone, maybe someone's thinking, right, for bikini... I know that they want me to have quite good legs and quite good delts, but figure might be a different ball game. So is there, so is there an figure, area that... Figure, we're focusing on everything. Whereas bikini, you're focusing on building your glutes. For figure, they're looking for big delts. They're looking for that wide back, big lats. They're wanting to see detail in your hamstrings. You figure they're looking for a more conditioned look but overall 
more muscular in every aspect. So big quads, big glutes, yeah, just an overall bigger shape. So when training as a figure athlete, um, my current split is push-pull legs, which works absolutely perfect because we're hitting areas a couple of times a week. And to make the most improvements, that's how you do need to train. You need to lift heavy and often as well, I personally think. But saying that, it is focusing on recovery as well and making sure your recovery is optimal. And, and that's the thing, right? I spoke about this at our seminar yesterday. Um, we talked about the differences between guys and female training and the fact that, you know, personally, I can only do legs twice in a week. If I try and do more, I get injured, I get weaker. Yeah. So, someone like yourself and women out there, um, they maybe see, you know, fit chick out there on Insta doing some, some sort of banded glute kickback. That drives how, me crazy. How, how, how should they be training their legs? And, you know, how often perhaps have you in the past trained your legs? So um, when I was a newbie, I used to think that I needed to train my legs every single day of the week. So I was training legs. I think at one point I was training legs five times a week and I was using all the bands. I had the bands on the Stairmaster doing <laughs> glute kickbacks and um, adductors with the bands thinking, this is going to grow me a nice big peachy butt like Kim Kardashian. And boy, I was wrong. If I had one piece of advice to any female is get rid of the bands and get lifting as heavy as you possibly can. And you don't need to train legs more than twice a week. Maybe adding in excessive work on a pool day is fine, um, but not three three heavy leg sessions every week, um, it's not necessary. You need to be lowering the volume and focusing on getting low reps, high weight, and oh. that's how you grow your legs. Awesome, awesome. So we've spoken about that transition a little bit and we, we talked about, you, you know, you mentioned PCA. Some, some people out there are thinking, God, what does that mean? Because Aaron, you just did this, this thing when you called it IFBB, right? So... With so many different federations out there, and obviously we have the same categories in every federation. Now, having been someone that's competed both in sort of two different ones, maybe perhaps more for those of you that don't know, have you noticed any differences in, in what, say, one federation is looking for to the next? Uh, and if so, any trends and why? So PCA is our federation it has only came around in the past couple of years whereas ifbb is the biggest federation in the world um, you can only get to olympia through the ifbb and olympia is the biggest bodybuilding show in the world with pca it is getting more and more popular and the girls are lean for with PCA. They go for genu genuinely a leaner look, especially even in bikini girls. Like the bikini girls with PCA are 
shredded. Whereas if you look at even UKUP or WBFF, um, they are they go for a softer look. Um, IFBB, they are really focusing on just glutes for bikini. Um, for figure, PCA do a dance routine for the figure categories. So although you have your mandatory poses, um, they also make you perform a one-minute dance routine. Whereas the IFBB, it's just the mandatory poses, no dance routine, and that is that is it. With the figure categories, PCA and IFBB, I would say, are much and such the same. Although IFBB, they do go for a leaner, bigger look, in so, my opinion. So when you went to Italy, you weren't able to do a dance routine. Does that is that something you enjoy as the part of the sort of the, the figure category itself, or are you not bothered by that? No, I'm not. For for me, um, I did Highland dancing when I was younger, okay. which was very um, precise with the movements. Whereas if you took me to a nightclub, I would literally be like a robot on the dance floor. <laughs> I have no rhythm whatsoever. <laughs> so I couldn't do the dance routine. Um, and I don't think I would be competitive if I did a routine so IFBB is definitely the federation that I am going to stick with and I won't be changing <laughs> to fitness which would be like fitness with IFBB is the equivalent to PCA figure I would say Yeah, they so, would be more similar so there might be many women out there that perhaps it's their first it's their first prep right and maybe they've chosen the likes of uh, a PCA show or a UKUP now it can be all too because it is all too consuming with your life so many people they're like oh my god I want to fucking win because I've given up so much and I've sacrificed and oh my god I'm so entitled now would you say that for the person that's their first time competing that that's a good mindset. It Absolutely may, not. Or, or not. And, and if not, you need to, um, if you want to win and you want to do this long term, you need to accept your losses and use them as learning experiences. So that is actually my biggest tip that I would give to any competitor is just use your shows as a learning experience because you're going to be up against girls that's maybe competed five years before you, that's maybe been training longer than you but if you just get started and just use it as a stepping stone and believe that you will eventually get there then you will um, there's no point yes we all want to win we all want to win every show but you also can't control what the judges are going to yes. be like on the day yes. because if you are up against girls and 85% of them are softer and you're the hardest girl on stage the chances are they're going to go for a softer girl Um because they go with the majority 
of the people on that day. It is the exact same with figure. If you are some my at my last show, I was the most conditioned, but I didn't have this the size. And the majority of the girls did have the size. And size does always win as well. So it just depends on what the judges are looking for on that day. And I think it's a big thing. Like that is a that is like I'm so glad you said that because I try and push that so hard onto first time clients or competitors that you never know on what given day Judge A likes, Judge B likes versus so say let's say that there's a show in Yorkshire versus the judging panel up in Scotland, right? And I've even seen they like a different look up here versus yeah. down, down south. So it's we you've just got to remember that from the beginning it's an opinionated sport. Like you're getting judged on your physique. And yes there is criteria that you need to stick to no matter what class you do. But it's so opinionated and everybody's opinions is different yeah i agree with that now that brings us so well on to the next point of opinions now often when perhaps a female has started the gym started weight training after some time they can get very negative comments from the likes of uh, their peers their friends their partners And, and it'll be something silly like oh, don't do that bodybuilding because, you know, you'll look like a man and you shouldn't be doing that. And, and then, you know, before they know it, they're questioning why they're going, if they should do it. Could you kind of, like, give us a bit of an example of, have you seen that? And if you have, or yes. if you've, you've had, if you how did you deal with that? I am from a very small town and nobody does what I do. Even in Aberdeen, there is very few people that bodybuild so it can be a very lonely time and people can be extremely judgmental and put their own comments in and little smart comments and it can when I first started it I did let it get to me I was worried about what people thought um, but you've got to do what makes you happy like if going to the gym and lifting heavy weights which is my passion like just do what makes you happy and don't care what sally down the street saying because <laughs> there is, she's probably saying that because she's unhappy with herself yeah. like i found that a lot of people they'll maybe comment on something that I'm doing, but it's because they're not fully happy in themselves. Yeah. Or people will ask and they'll be like, why are you eating that? Don't eat that. Just eat a cookie. But I find that it's those people that they maybe can't stick to a diet. So they're trying, they're judging you for it. I'm, um, I'm, I'm just sitting here nodding along because I agree <laughs> with everything you say. Now, you mentioned the word Sally, right? Um, in the least derogatory way possible, I use the terminology "fat Sally" for Stobswell, right? Stobs- <laughs> Do you actually? Yeah, right. Stobswell's an area in Dundee, right? That's just uh, you know we've got an accent and uh, the word "fat" denote from. Now I often say "fat Sally" for Stobswell in the office with her donuts, 
hasn't stuck to a diet, can't stick to diet in her life and she's really in her own mind insecure with her body and jealous of what you do because she feels like she can't attain it. You know, and and automatically us our human beings, our reaction is when we feel, we see someone doing something we can't do to defend ourselves, we react, we put them down. And that's the logic that I give them. But you just said all that in layman's terms and it's great. I just wanted to point it out. It is jealous, 100%. Now, I just think that I am doing this for me. I am bettering myself. And if you're not happy with it, doesn't matter. Unfollow me on Instagram. Don't look at what I'm doing. Don't look at me in the gym. Don't talk to me. It's fine <laughs> because I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. And I'm happy. 100%. And I feel that I, I mentioned there that often I think guys use this phrase. They go, oh, don't do that. You'll look like a man, right? I feel it's like an inferior complex in their mind coming on because I bet if any guys walked in to the gym and seen you squat, and I've not personally, right? They're probably thinking, fuck. You know what I mean? Because of the weight on the bar and how hard you're working, that they probably feel they couldn't lift that themselves. So I guess I'm going to delve deeper and say for a woman that's in that scenario, that's getting all the hate and all the, the whatnot, she... You know, she's listened to you. She said, it, it just ain't working. Is there any other piece of advice you could say? You know, what about, is there anyone she could reach out to, talk to about it, or do you feel that she should start reaching it? What, sorry, rephrase that a minute. So just that if there's a female out there that is in that yep. scenario, she's got a lack of support, she's getting those comments. Now, you've mentioned, don't listen to them, blah, 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 but it's just maybe not working for her. That strategy is not working. What else could she potentially do or is there anything she could do to to get out of that? Yeah, I would just say it and talk to other girls in the same in the same situation. That, like that's, that's speak exactly to what... other girls that um through Instagram or speak to other girls who go to the gym and just get their support. Um uh, that's exactly what I wanted you to say because I feel that too often today's society like we don't talk enough and that, Definitely. you know, whether it's guys or women, like we can all have a bitch about each other, right? And, and no one wants to talk about what's going to reach out. But I've had so many clients that have met through bodybuilding that have went without that, without meeting and bodybuilding, bodybuilding bringing, bringing them together, they probably would have stopped because their mum said, oh, don't do that, you know, you'll you look like a man and whatnot and i just wanted to for you for someone of your level to say talk to others that honestly the majority because because as i mentioned my area is so small i don't have a lot of friends up in my area i maybe have three friends if i'm being honest the majority of my friends are through social media because i'm connecting with other girls who compete, who know what it's what we're we're all going through the same things. We talk about the same things. We've got the same interests. So the majority of my friends are people I've not even met, but we speak every single day. Um, and it's just I think social media is just amazing for bringing people together. Yeah. Because also we've never really spoke before. I felt like I knew you 
before jumping on this call, which is crazy what social media can do. Yeah, it is amazing. And as I said to you before, we are all very thankful here for you coming on. Um, this podcast was scheduled to be yesterday, and I actually found out that Aaron lives in the lagoon and couldn't get home. <laughs> so what happened there? Talk us through that. It was just... Just the rain. So where do you just stay? I, I've never actually asked you that. We, we, we so Aberdeen. I stay in Macduff. Okay, a very Scottish-sounding Scottish city. Macduff, yes. <laughs> which is about 30 miles from Aberdeen. But I was in Inverness yesterday seeing um, one of my friends who was competing in the PCA London show next week. So I just wanted to go up and see if she was okay and give her a little kick up the butt before she goes That's Hannah, on stage right? next weekend. That Hannah, Kenny, and Hannah. Is that Henny? Hannah yes. and Kenny? Yeah, I, I follow Kenny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, so um, I was just up seeing how they was, um, just to make sure they was okay. Um, and then on the way home, it was raining really, really bad. <laughs> so I got to the first place, and the road was closed, so I got re-diverted. Then I came to the next little village, and that was closed as well. I was like, for goodness sake. So I got re-diverted, like, 30 minutes to then get to my town. And there is a bridge from my town to my house, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. which was closed. So I had no way to get to my house without being re-diverted back about 30 minutes back the road I just came to then drive all the way out into the countryside to get over this And that's something bridge. that down in England they, they probably have much experience with. But Yeah, what, and that's from rain. What, I, <laughs> but what, what I, I loved and the reason I was picking your brains about it was that you travelled to see a friend, to support a friend that was competing. Because I did that, I travelled and had a session with Carl about a month ago when he was three weeks out just because he was dying, right? Now, that's a five-and-a-half-hour yeah. drive for me. Five and a half hours. Now, people, people would say to me, why the fuck are you doing that? And I would go, would you travel that way to sit in the pub and go on a night out? And people would go, exactly. people go oh, yeah, yeah, I would. But, like, I think that the outside world to us is very alien, but we are very alien to the outside world. Would you, would you agree? I think so, too. Like, I love it. Like, I um, drove down to Leeds two weeks out from a competition and that's seven hours from me yeah and i drove down there for a 30 minute posing session that's nuts that's absolutely nuts but know, at the same time is that when you had a session with callum as well that was, was so that i time? had a session with callum the weekend before so i drove six hours to manchester trained with callum came home the following week, drived down to Leeds for a posing session um, with Emma, and those were probably the best weekends of my life. Like, I love <laughs> doing that. Yeah. I absolutely love traveling and meeting like-minded people. And um, I'll be driving down to PCA finals um, in a couple of weekends' time just because I love the atmosphere and I love being around people who are the same as me yeah and i would do it time and time again and i bet you when you get down there to pca 
that you'll probably get a number of women that come up to you or some of the people say, hey, Erin, can I get a photo, please? And it makes <laughs> you feel like a celebrity, probably. <laughs> um, that actually happened in Gretna Green, believe wow. it or not, which is really, really random. And it was surreal. She, a girl came up to me and she was like, I can't believe how small you are in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know. She was like, I, I was expecting you to be this massive, massive bodybuilder, but actually, I'm just a five foot two little little human. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was. It, it is a surreal feeling, but I'm just so grateful that um, people look up to me as well. Like, it's just. It's just amazing because I'm not doing anything or being fake. I'm just being me, yeah. which makes me so happy that um, I'm managing to help people as well, follow One, their dreams. Yeah, 100%. You could see straight away when on like the person you are on your Insta story is like, you're very humble in what you do. You're, you're not someone that is flaunting anything at all. You are just who you are. And I think that's probably why a lot of, a lot of people are drawn to you. Now, I went a bit off topic there, and I feel that's okay. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, bring. Of course, that's I, absolutely I'm, right. I, I'm gonna bring it back. Um, now, competing, in particular, the bikini class is becoming more and more popular. Probably, like I would arguably say, like the fastest growing growing class in Easy. In, in sort of bodybuilding in itself. Now, we've touched on. You've mentioned a few top tips, right, in today's episode already. Um, but as we will probably draw to a close here soon, I, I want you to give your top tips on where perhaps a female could start, how they can progress up along the ranks. You know, is there a pathway of that, and maybe some roadblocks they might re- they might hit in the way. So if you could give us a wee summary, starting with just top tips of where to start, what would they be? So I would definitely start by getting. A coach so you need to get a coach and be able to get a plan in place for starting your journey and um, that is the most crucial part and making sure that you've got a consistent consistent you're consistent with your diet and also your training you need to use shows as a progression so you're using each show is a learning experience um so you can get better and as long as you are improving yourself from show to show you've already won like who cares on the place and it's about progression each show you're beating you like no one else up on that stage matters like a lot of people will sit and flick through instagram on who's going to be competing on the day when that's irrelevant you need to just make sure that you're beating yourself from show to show and you will get to the top that way. In regards to roadblocks, these are going to happen and you've just kind of got to accept that you've just got to keep going and going and going. Your weight's going to stall. Like my last prep, my weight stalled for seven weeks. Seven weeks, my weight didn't change. And mentally, that can be tough like it be, can be hard not seeing the scales go down or feel like visually you're changing but you've just got to keep going and that would be my top tip is just 
be consistent keep going and don't let anything get in your way because if you want it bad enough you'll do it and you'll push through so with that in mind about the scales and i'm gonna just say that often a lot of females can have a poor relationship with the scales and you mentioned your weight didn't change for seven weeks now someone's thinking oh but that that surely means you didn't change erin but can you talk someone through on why perhaps the scales isn't every talk the females that are listening to why the scales isn't everything and why maybe sometimes we need to put them in the bin so there's so many different factors on why the scales are not moving and with the scales you've just got to use that as one variable on checking your progress and um the, especially with a female your hormones can fluctuate um, with your time of the month this can also hugely change what the scales say like when I get my period my weight will go up 5 pounds which is absolutely ridiculous due to the water weight the salt intake you take in for that day can affect the scales the time you eat can affect the scales the toilet, how many times you've been to the toilet, how many water you've drunk, how much water you've drunk, all these variables can affect the scales. And sometimes your body just doesn't want to let go of that water. Your body will be changing behind the scenes. It will be changing, but you've just got to ignore it and just push on. Awesome. Push on and just realize that change is happening because it can be demotivating, and I see it a lot with my clients. So maybe stepping away and just using um, a tape measure or even just photos is enough to measure your progress, because if your stress levels are high, your cortisol levels are rising, this can also affect how your body holds water. So sometimes it is best to just... Ignore them and just you've just got to keep going. That's all I can say is it will come. Just keep going and ignore it. And I think a cheeky plug for me is that if you haven't listened to the episode with Luke on all things stress, please go do it, females, because it will blow your mind um, about perhaps why your weight is not changing. So I'm conscious of time um, and I know that you're a busy lady. So I'm going to wrap things up here. But before I do, I want to ask you personally, I know what the main goal is, right? But the listeners are probably wondering, where do you want to take things with your own bodybuilding career and what time frame are you planning on doing that in? This is exciting. Um, <laughs> I am a big dreamer and I always like to dream big. Um, so I am currently going to be going into an off-season so for any of you guys who don't know, Olympia is in August of every year. Um, August? No, yeah, August. August of every year. Um, so next, I won't be competitive for the Olympia next year because I need to gain some size. So I will be taking a full year off to grow and then I will compete in my first pro show the end of 2020 to get my body in a good state to properly prep 
in 2021 where I am going to be competing for the whole year. So the plan will be to head over to America, stay there for a month and a half to two months and compete all over the USA trying to get points That's for awesome. the Olympia. That's awesome. And that is the goal. So if someone had said that to you, that's what you'd be planning on doing at the start of this year, what would you have said? It's honestly surreal even thinking that I'll be up on stage with girls that I look up to and I aspire to be. Like, it's, oh, it's just such a surreal feeling, but I am so ready to work my little bit off this next year so I can make my dream a reality in 2021. Awesome. So you, you mentioned that you said girls that, you know, you've looked up to. Now, there are many many that are looking up to you right now and I want to know what is the best piece of advice you could give them to wrap things up just in one or two sentences follow your dreams and dream big just no dream is no dream is big enough just keep if you think of something crazy just go for it and it will, with law, I'm a huge believer of law attraction and all that spiritual stuff. Yeah, just, yeah, if you that. want something bad enough, you'll get it. But you've just got to believe and you've got to put the steps in place and work hard to get there. Like, it won't be easy. And there's going to be hurdles along the way, but you've just got to keep going and believe in yourself. Awesome. So, for anyone out there that has been living under a rock for the past wee while... <laughs> And they, they've listened to this and they're inspired. They want to follow you. They want to know more about you. How can they contact you and, you know, your Instagram handle and your website or anything like that? Could you give them a bit of a details? Well, I used to be rnt.fit, but <laughs> now I am rnt.ifbbpro Instagram, which is absolutely crazy because I visualized seeing that for so long and yeah pro on Instagram and I have a YouTube channel if you want to go and watch some of my videos it's just Erin Thompson awesome awesome so that was Erin Thompson now I think I speak for both of us when we say that whatever you are today whatever you're doing as always, give it the beans.